In these harrowing times, three women step forward to expose the ridiculous and untrue stories bouncing around the internet and the world. Basically, a feminist librarian, geologist, and public health expert walk into a bar and discuss the stuff that we know is a little off the center of true. This is The Triple Hoax. When she isn't talking with Bess and George for the triple hoax, Nancy is a public health professional with an MPH, Master's of Public Health. She also majored in human biology in undergraduate. Her interests include feminism, dogs, ice cream, and the Americans on FX. Librarian by day, podcaster by night, Bess enjoys long books and forced snuggles with her cats. She has a degree in books, her master's in library and information science. She's a walking, knitting, cardigan-wearing, cat-owning stereotype. Hello all, I, George, bring a background of general science, specifically a degree in earth system science, specifically dirt. I like rocks, there I said it, okay? I have used my dirt knowledge to educate underserved kids about how awesome nature is and what we need to do to mitigate climate change, and I am very passionate about environmental justice. My hobbies include reading, writing, One Direction, and memes. It's Nancy here, and I've got some lovely friends here in the studio. We're Are we friends? Are we friends? Hi, I'm in my bedroom. <laughs> and I don't think we're actually friends. Introduce yourself, uh, please. <laughs> I'm uh, Bess. I'm George, Nancy's sister, and, IRL. Yes. And we have a special guest today. Today's special guest yes. is Bess's husband, Dave Evans, a yes. teacher and poet by trade who has very good ideas about politics and, might I say, a great conversationalist. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, welcome and thank you for having me. I'm nervous slash excited. Yay! You're already, Yay. Doing, you're already doing amazing. We're not professionals here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did, did you remember? I'm in, I'm in the bedroom. <laughs> Just down the hall. <laughs> this is not fancy. She's, she's there to support. Well, as you can see, I have a bunch of books behind me, so I look very collegiate. You do. Yeah. Much more professional than me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today on the Triple Hoax, we are tackling a question that the Triple Hoax and many like-minded individuals have been stewing over angrily since November 2016. <laughs> who voted for Donald Trump? Or rather, who the fuck voted for this guy? <laughs> Too many fucking people, obviously. <laughs> obviously. We are hoping to use our powers of deduction and research today, as well as the help of our special guest, to finally get to the bottom of this. Okay. Yes. So before we jump in, I just want to kind of set the stage for anyone out there who has been either living under a rock or merc mercifully for them does not live in the U.S. Oh, or if they were in a coma and they just woke up. Yeah, yeah. and you know what? I'm really sorry they woke you up. <laughs> <laughs> this. 
coma in particular. Was <laughs> just request that you get put back under. in a medically induced <laughs> coma. Yeah. Okay. Um, but like, all joking aside. Oh, but thank you for listening to our podcast. Yeah, like bless you know, your little heart. I kind of feel like our podcast would be the best thing to listen to when you first wake up from like a twenty-year coma. Like we cover everything. <laughs> we do. That's true. All right. Um, so, but I wanted to like give you guys and the listening audience an idea of like my motivations for picking this podcast topic besides the obvious in that it fills most of my waking hours thinking about this. <laughs> I mean, true. who doesn't think about this at least once a day? It's true. Mm. Yeah, way more than that. Trump <laughs> supporters. Yeah, in some cases. Cool. Yeah, Trump supporters. Yeah, don't they, think I guess. About it. Yeah. They they inhabit that realm. Yeah. Ugh. So okay. So <laughs> on November fourth, Donald Trump, aka Cheeto Fuhrer, became our new fearless leader and set every liberal's brain on fire. And so Hillary Clinton won the popular vote, but Cheeto Fuhrer won the electoral college, and everyone was like blindsided. Well, everyone who was in the quote unquote liberal bubble, which we'll probably talk a lot about. But um, everybody was astounded, and um, the um, so then everyone, including like especially the media post election, became obsessed with who voted for this human sweat stain. It was a big old, <laughs> it a big old who done it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I have an unofficial official list of the some of the candidates the media has said voted <laughs> for him. So poor white people, working class people, the ubiquitous middle class, the Russians, people who hate Hillary, killed people, people who hate themselves and their best interests, white people, Rust Belt people, white women, and my personal favorite, Pepe worshipping scum from Reddit's bowels. Yes. Nice. Nice. So, wait, did I hear you correctly? Did you say hill people? Yes. <laughs> I just made that up because okay. people, people, no, because like that's that's my term for all the people who live in like whole country, like everywhere oh, that you see. Oh, like Pennsylvania. Yeah, exactly. Pennsylvania. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. So hoaxers, it is time for us to figure out who done it. Who done it? <laughs> who done it? Uh, this is our toughest mystery yet, Nancy. Mm. That's true. It is. Why don't we go down that list and get Dave's input on each of those possible candidates? Sure, well, we can do it that way. Let's let me let me get back to my definitive definitive list. <laughs> All right. All right. So my my okay, so first, poor white people. Well, I actually did almost all my research on this part. Perfect. Perfect. Um, Someone is prepared. <laughs> you, Not you told me, me to you're be. Show, you're showing up on your first episode. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm gonna bleep that. Gonna bleep that. Yes. Yes. But I was told earlier today that I had to prepare, so I did. Ah, I like, yes, <laughs> yeah. Good. 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 Uh, I might have, anyways. But basically, the, the kind of thing I focused on was <clears throat> this notion of economic anxiety. Uh huh. And yeah, that how, comes up a lot. Yeah. And how there's this sort of assumption that all of like the majority of Trump's voters were like poor or working class. Mm -hmm. But when you actually look at a lot of the statistics, especially from the American National Election Study, 
Um, NBC and also the Public Religious Research Institute, we actually start noticing that the majority of Trump's voters were in the 50,000 range and up brackets. Yep. Only 35% of the people would be considered working class or lower. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. it's interesting because it really kind of dispels this myth that it's all working class. Mm-hmm. And in fact, mm-hmm. people less than fifty or $30,000 a year voted for Hillary like 1.7 times more than Trump. Yes. Wow. That's yep. what that's what typically happens is that uh, people of lower income tend to vote Democrats because Democrats have been a longer have a longer history of positive pro, like programs like government yeah. programs government yeah. assistance unions that kind of stuff. Right. So that that just falls right on trend. Yeah, I that's kind of what I was thinking too is that it's like a convenient scapegoat for people to be yeah. like oh, it's just those dumb, poor people, heavily air-quoted. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's nice because then all the dudes with all the money who helped their boy Cheeto Fuhrer out get, get someone else to blame. <laughs> Nobody looks over at them. Like, they're just like, oh, yeah, those dumb, poor people. They Yeah, they sure did vote for him. Like They sure done fucked up. Yeah. No, and so then it turns into all these articles by different journalists or whatever bending over backwards to be like why did poor people shoot themselves in the foot when that's that's not what happened it's not true it's not what happened yeah like not at all and it's i mean i guess you could argue that the middle class and upper middle class people who voted for 45 Mm -hmm. did shoot themselves in the foot especially with what seems to be an um an oncoming second recession right Right. We're just yeah. now riding out the last of the positive effects from Obama. It's, it's right. taking a little longer, but we're not going to be in this very often. And I think that's the most telling because these, like, low, like, lots of assumptions about lower class people is that they're stupid, but they're not stupid. They can see which way the wind is blowing. So if you follow the money, if we're going to stay in Nancy Drew parlance, um, it leads Always. to... <laughs> it leads to rich people because the only people who benefit from Trump's policies are rich people. Yep. Yeah. And like, yeah. and the race thing, like, it's a big, big part of it. it. It's, it's a huge part of it. So uh, I, I wouldn't say that most poor people in America are people of color. Cause I don't know that for sure, but a large chunk of them who also vote are not going to vote for a rich white dude given the opportunity. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious that the talk about economic anxiety really should have been about racial anxiety from these upper middle class white people and especially Mm -hmm. a surprising number of white women, which I know we Mm -hmm. wanted to talk about today who vote out. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fascinating. For 45. I was going to ask Dave real quick. Um, who, where was your second t- statistic from? It just sounded like it had an interesting name. It was like the National Christian. Uh, the Christian? Public Religious Research Institute and the Atlantic. They team up and do hmm. all okay. sorts of polls. In fact, yeah. the interesting. Is they sort of coined the term of not economic anxiety, but like cultural anxiety. Yeah. They found when they were doing all these questions and surveys. They asked a lot of economic questions and they did all of these this research. And 
it wasn't until they got to the cultural questions mm. that, that they started seeing it coalesce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when they ask white yeah. people, like, what are you afraid of, or, or what's something that's bothering you about this, about current politics? They were like, well, I see American, quote unquote, culture changing. Or, I don't see uh, the, I don't see culture being the same way as when I was growing up. My America's disappearing. Well, <laughs> it sure is. Which is basically because white supremacy is slowly, hopefully, disappearing. Dying. Interesting. Okay. I just had never heard of them, but they sound, if they, I mean, if they team up with the Atlantic, that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I think they're, they're just like a polling center, right? They just like do, that's what they do constantly. Oh, uh, like polling. Pew? Yeah. Yeah. They're definitely okay. Or old. Gallup. Um, yeah. Like, like Pew or Gallup. Yeah, exactly. I and mean, I think they do other stuff too, but that's sort of what they tend to be. Um, at least in election time, what they really do. Right. And they also do like a lot of stuff about, um, they basically just take topics and research them, like hmm. America's changing religion, and they do a lot of stuff about immigration, oh. and just ask these questions. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. All right. We'll have to add them to our list of resources. Yeah. All right. So what's next on the list, Nancy? <laughs> so the next so, people on my list in the Who Done It was working class people, the ubiquitous middle class. I think we sort of already talked covered, about them. covered yeah. that, I think. Yeah, everyone likes to talk about the middle class, even though everyone who is not poor and not super rich in America thinks they're middle class. Mm-hmm. That's like a universal thing. Like yeah. if you ask people, they'll say they're middle class because everybody likes to feel like they're, I don't know. The underdog? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. It was the American or, dream for or, so long that yeah, like yeah, everybody yeah. wants to identify as middle class because there is no real definition. Yeah. And nobody wants to look like a super like asshole and be like, oh yes, I'm I'm the one percent. Like I'm yeah. well. Yeah, exactly. Cause like no one will vote for you, especially. That's why Romney said it in secret. Like, <laughs> yeah. like nobody wants well, to admit yeah. that. I mean, isn't it like Romney, the one that was talking about like people under five hundred thousand? Like that's insane, honestly. Yeah, he was talking about like, like tax benefits, yeah. like, working like families and working families, and he's like anybody under five hundred thousand. Five hundred thousand like, a year. That's, that's more money than I'll ever make, probably in my life. What? Like, what? Right? I know. And that's really great because that's actually an article I was reading that I had to read from my politics class that was talking about um, how, you know, you guys know, and I think our listeners might know about the GI Bill and how like the GI Bill was basically just money for anyone who had fought in World War II to come home and do what they needed to do with it. And most of them became part of that middle class. They went to college. They could support their families. So, like, this article was talking about how that was, like, a really explicit, the government handing people money and them being, like, yes, thank you, like, and them using it. And then, like, when when people who got the GI Bill are polled, they say, yes, like, the government helped me and I'm really grateful to that. But, like, since that time, um, the government has become more and more um, 
has still been giving people a lot of money as a support, but it's really um, like covert. It's got like different names. It's like tax credits or, um, you know, like uh, student loan um, benefits, yeah. you know, like low social, they're called social tax ex expenditures. And it's basically a way for the government to support everyone, but by making it look like they're not doing it. Right. Um, and it's like, uh, while mo what's more, the vast majority of Americans garner, garner only modest assistance, if any, from this like submerged state, like these tax codes. That's what the article calls this huge thing of tax codes, the submerged state. Um, uh, the largest benefits of these tax subsidies though, or like the people who benefit the most from it are people who are the most affluent. Mm. Um, mm. And surprise. yeah, surprise. <laughs> and like, it's interesting because thanks Reagan. Yeah. Because <laughs> conservatives spend a lot of time yakking about how they want to cut the budget and like give tax breaks, but they already do that. And those tax breaks aren't going to go to the people that the Republicans are pandering to. They yeah. go, to people who don't need those tax breaks. Um, yeah. And like, if, if like liberals want to like get ahead of that, this article just says like scaling back tax expenditures, like get rid of those loopholes, get rid of all of these like flowery named tax benefits, tax credits and all that shit, because that's where we're losing all this money in the budget, but it's like, no one is paying attention to it. Cause it's all yeah. like, like anyway um and our and our friend cheeto fuhrer i'm sure benefits from oh god yeah codes yeah sure. even though he's nowhere near as rich as he says he is exactly he still benefits right right so um anyway well okay so the next person on the list is the russians <laughs> um and we it seems from the trail of investigations that have been happening that the russians did probably help vote for trump <laughs> yes. that's that's what it's looking like i don't know if you guys read anything about that stuff or i mean it's basically a consensus among all intelligence communities that they were heavily involved right yeah in the in the campaign in the election if not with like tampering mm -hmm. with votes yeah, the voting machines, because they showed that they could be hacked super easily, right? Yeah. Yeah. When I read that, because it came out like a, like only a few months ago where a hacking group demonstrated how easy it was for them to do that, right? Yeah. I feel like did. I saw that and I was like this close to vomiting. I'm like, oh my God, no. <laughs> but it's not. Yeah. I mean, so there's no, there's, just want to get it out there. There's no proof that that is what happened. Right. But from the trail of breadcrumbs that we are allowed to know about from the different intelligence organizations that are investigating this, it does yeah. seem like Russia and the Russian government had a hand in the election of 45. Yeah. Cheeto Fuhrer. Yeah. Yeah. Like all the emails, <laughs> ironically. Um, <laughs> um, and then there was, there was the recent, uh, re revelation that Google actually like was um, hosting uh, ads from Russian troll um, oh yeah websites from Russia yeah. they were like running their ads and stuff on yeah. Google wow and Facebook, that's why that was, 
Yeah, and, and Facebook. Facebook. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's what I meant. Facebook. And then sorry. what was it? The was it the Turkish teenagers or the Greek teenagers who were Greek. like Greek oh, yeah. teenagers who were running? Um, who were like fake? They were like they were tweeting. running fake, literal fake news sites. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Yep, yep. That's mm-hmm. the fake news. Um, or the real fake news that isn't the actual fake news that conservatives scream about, which right. is real news. Right. And even recently in the last, I don't remember the article, but in the last week or so, a Russian politician actually admitted, or at least joked mm-hmm. RT about how they had influenced us. So mm-hmm. again, that's not... Cute. Positive, but it's still just another one of these puzzle pieces. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um and then someone pointed out uh like the whataboutism that Trump has been doing, which is a classic Russian uh um like KGB media type tactic, like like an authoritarian state. Like that's yeah. what they do, which is whenever anybody volleys like a real criticism at their administration, they say like well, but what about blah, blah, blah? Like, why are you paying attention to this specific thing? What about the million other bad things that are happening? Right. Like this this creepy deflection. Um, and people have also talked about how, like, the confusion about what's happening, like, like legitimately happening. Um, it's a tool. It's, it's a tool, yeah. Like, yeah. the constant tweeting, people in the different parts of the administration not knowing what's happening, like... It's either that he's super, super fucking stupid and just doesn't know what's going on, which could be, or it's like a tactic where when you're confusing everyone, then they don't know what news to trust. Well, I I don't think you need to be, I don't think you need to be super smart to know that that's a tactic that works. So I'd say both. Yeah, I was gonna say, I just, I think it's a combination, you know, I think he thinks that it would, it's super easy to misdirect people, probably because it's easy to misdirect him. Right. But also, I think that the people in his administration who are, you know, really the masterminds of this whole thing, I think are also telling him that this is what needs to happen. And so they're just kind of letting him do what he would normally do, which is not act presidential at all. Right. Mm -hmm. They're not reining him in and it works to their advantage. Yeah. Yeah. And it creates this environment where they can blame him mm. for the, yeah. they can blame his sort of um, recklessness of yeah. personality for mm. problems that they have. So right. yeah. him that do it, that's doing these things, even though, you know, we know that Mitch McConnell mm. and Paul Ryan are actually they some love of it. the major problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I saw that Rachel Maddow was talking about how, um, even if like Trump isn't doing like direct Russian tactics, he's doing, he's part of Putin's major goal to yeah. sabotage the U S because he stabilize it. Yeah, exactly. He, him being elected completely discredits us. And that's like the, we, when we lose our reputation, it's easy for Russia to just step well, up. I posit, as I've posited before, did we have a great reputation before now? Right, but now we're completely discredited. We had a better reputation. We were on the way to mending the reputation and the harm that that W did to our country and our country's reputation. And I think that the eight years that we had under President Obama 
we're we're mending fences. You know? yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I think this election really destabilized that for yeah. us. Yeah. As a country. And um yeah, and they had to know that like all of the relations of like the other major countries would be like like they just talk about like at the UN meeting or something, literal like leaders stepping up and walking away. Like the important yeah. conversations are being mm. had elsewhere. Oh, yeah. Right. You know? mm -hmm. So uh yeah. because because they're like, you know, like he said confidential information in front of a Russian ambassador that wasn't supposed to know <laughs> the information. Do you guys remember that? And yeah, yeah. I mean, it should have been a huge deal. Right. And it one was one of the lost. many things that have happened. Right. Hey, I think that might be a great intro to our game. Uh what is your fave? Uh, shout out to I don't even own a television for this game title because they have an, the original What is your fave? But our What is you fave? What is your fave? Is favorite time that we thought this would all be over, <laughs> i.e., we would escape this garish hellscape that we're living in. Um, yeah. So, you guys, what what is your fave? Oof. Um, <laughs> are we talking? Post-election or pre-election? Oh, it could be either because mm. we thought this would end a long time ago, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, um, the, the obvious one would be the pussy grabbing. Yeah, I was just going to say, gonna, I yeah. thought that after that, Bush channel, I thought whatever. that his, I thought that his campaign was over. Mm -hmm. Like there was no way. Yeah. Yep. Would be able to continue. Yeah. Um, and he did. My fave would be. Um, oh, uh, my fave is when he had all of his meetings with the Prime Minister of Japan, Shinzo Abe, at his golf course, Mar-a-Lago, yeah. and there was a semi-nuclear uh, threat, and one of the intelligence guys had the sh papers for the nuclear codes in plain sight in front of other guests. Ooh, or when the kid who had the nuclear football, like the intern, the White House he intern had that had it, taken. Yeah, yeah, he took their picture yeah. with him. And that like, was insanity. You're not yeah. supposed to know who has it. That's the point. But he was literally yeah. holding a briefcase. Yeah. Yep. Uh, my favorite time was uh, pre-election when he mocked a disabled man. And yeah. I thought that, yeah, that, that was... was pretty fucking awful. So. Yeah, but his I think they would have restored my stuff. faith in humanity so much. Yeah, yeah. If if he had been done at that point. Well, that's the problem. Is there's so many like times when he could have been any normal politician would have been. Yeah. Just game over, and he yeah. somehow managed to stumble through all of that. Because yeah. he's yeah. not a politician, which that, and that's okay, what everyone great. likes. Yeah, that's that's the perfect person to elect to the highest office in the country. Oh, oh my. My other, my pre-election one is when it was the Republican debate, and he oh my was God. so stupid, and he like misinterpreted what was going on. So it was him and Ben Carson sitting in the oh, yeah. area, and it was so awkward. And I thought for sure this guy is so stupid. No one can look at what's going on right now and be like. Yeah, that's the guy who should lead our country. When he said Megan but Kelly no. was bleeding out of her wherever. Oh yeah, yeah, that was pretty awful. Jesus. I thought that was, um, yeah, no, and like, 
some of his really, really off the wall tweets, I thought would be like it, especially the yeah. frequent tweeting, like the frequent bizarre tweeting at like three in the morning. Yeah. I thought that would set off some alarm bells, but no. um, all right. So my other, what is your fave is favorite time you thought the Trump spawn were super embarrassing. <laughs> Anytime you can, okay, no. So normally, just because it's funny, I would get a dig in at Eric here. But I think <laughs> what I'm gonna, I think what I'm gonna have to go with is just Ivanka's existence. Yeah. And like how she claims to be for the working woman and like all of this shit. Yeah. When like she yeah. couldn't care less about anything except making money. Yeah, mm -hmm. and like all of her embarrassing shit with like, we're I feel gonna really make bad. products. We're gonna make products in America, and there's okay. been so many debacles about. Yeah, if you want to pay forty dollars for a T-shirt, fine. We'll make products in America again, but nobody wants to pay forty dollars for a T-shirt. Right, and then there's all these human rights issues slash debacles with the factories that make her shit in China, or is it? I I feel so bad. I think Taiwan country, yeah. Potentially Bangladesh, probably. Oh, yeah, Bangladesh maybe the big place that makes clothes for sure. I think my the time I thought that was most embarrassing was when Melania, right after um, the inauguration or right before, she did that photo shoot for um, Vogue Mexico. Oh yeah, it was like the cup full of jewels, and everyone was like, <laughs> "Wow, yeah." I mean, I think Melania could have her own section. Yeah, that's true. Because of the way she obviously interacts with Trump. Just like the <laughs> sheer amount of uncomfortable energy that just radiates from her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She does not want to be anywhere he is, obviously. Like, she oh, slapped right. his hand away. She's done all sorts of stuff. <laughs> but see, it's interesting because I don't, I still think she's probably still a bad person. She just doesn't oh, like yeah. him. Yeah. I love, or the most recent one is her wearing that outfit she wore to go see hurricane victims. Like, oh yeah. For real, like, come on. Okay, but I mean, I guess in her defense, which I never would have thought I would have said, like, especially for women and women in the public eye, it's a double standard. Because right. if she was wearing like fucking high waders and whatever, people would be super pissed that she didn't look like the fashionable Melania that they are used to seeing. I, I will true. say, I will say that this is the one thing that's made me glad, but that Trump dresses like shit and everyone calls him on it. He yeah. always dresses he like does. shit. He looks like garbage. Yeah, he wears true. suits that are too big. He wears wide ties that are not in fashion anymore. Like, he takes them a, together. He's a giant pile of trash. Oh yeah, he staples them together. Yeah, that's true. That's insane. I love it. No, we're, yeah. we're getting off track. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, that's Melania okay. Is not actually a Trump. Melania is not actually his child, but okay. I forget because she's like the same age as Ivanka. So. No, she's older. But you're right. I get where you're going with that. Well, now I want to know. Oh, the funniest time. The funniest time. The most embarrassing time was when Eric and Laura Trump got heckled by a group of tweens. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right that's the that winner. was great that's oh, man. I, I agree that's the winner what, well, what do you think what do you think dave oh yeah 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 tell us i don't know if this is the most like personally embarrassing yeah. thing but i've just loved the whole saga of donald jr and the russian meeting oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like him releasing how that unfolded. Emails about it, and then like 
him lying about it and then Trump having to cover yes. for him. And of course, Trump admitted yes. it and even later <laughs> said that he helped him draft the letter, the email back. And yeah. just this whole debacle of showing how dumb Super embarrassing. Don was. Yeah, yeah. the fact that he was like, I will release these emails and it will prove that I didn't do anything wrong. When, like, there was obvious <laughs> evidence. Gesundheit. Thank obvious you. evidence of treason in yeah. the emails. Yeah. yeah. It was just so dumb and funny. Like, that yeah. is probably my favorite because it just makes me personally embarrassed for a <laughs> uh, You know who, oh, I, yeah. who else I'm embarrassed of? Jared Kushner because he <laughs> yeah. doesn't know what the fuck he is doing and they're making well, him do his, it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, Kushner. Do you do you I have hate, another? No, I. But thank you. Hate everything. <laughs> okay, we're gonna we're gonna bring it in. We're gonna bring it back in. It's gonna still be unpleasant, but that was a great. What is your fave, you guys? Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I was gonna say, I think this would be a great time to take a music break, uh, blow off some steam, yell a lot, and then come back. Go and... punch a pillow, listeners. Go yeah. Punch it. <laughs> punch it. I'm afraid of America. special guest dave and triple hoaxers we're talking about who the fuck voted for donald trump all right so another who person on my list is people who hate hillary voted for trump (laughs) and this is factually the case because there was a study i was looking at that said that people who voted for trump were more likely to say they were doing it because they despite hillary like the way they worded the question, they could get at it and be like, are you doing this despite Hillary? And they were like, yeah. And mostly men voted for Trump. And unfortunately they hate women. So yeah, that is true. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, another interesting thing is there's been a lot of work that shows that Democrats that jumped ship from Obama jumped to Trump and a lot of that is linked to Hillary. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. The they Democratic just don't Party, like her. There's, there's the swing against her. Yeah. They they didn't like that like I think this is probably where um Bernie Sanders comes in is that they didn't like the perception that she just took his spot. Like, you know, yeah. or there's like the perception that people were like she had her chance already, kind of. And like she's too establishment she wasn't pulling at the grassroots that obama did and so like people were like well she's just she's not like change like we've been enjoying she's more of the same thing Um, yeah and also like there's a huge disinformation campaign against her for like the last 20 years (laughs) which is basically ingrained in these people's head that she's awful yep meaning like 
her involvement in her husband's um, administration time in office kind of yeah, thing. Even since yeah, even they really didn't yeah. like her uh, her work. Um, oh, what was it? Was it healthcare that she it really was got pushed back? Yeah, I remember because we studied. Um, the impact of media on Clinton's failed healthcare proposal. Um, and it was because he didn't spend time um, like persuading the American people to persuade their own congressmen. He spent too much time just trying to do a sales pitch for his health care um, thing instead of like oh, i remember that yeah 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 in, yeah mm -hmm. instead of so and she was a part of it like she went on like the road to like yeah. campaign for his health care and it, it was didn't... it was political i won't say suicide because i think that's kind of a terrible phrase but it was political shoot yourself in the foot kind of yeah behavior. it really yeah. didn't go down well and like yeah, and and then there's the whole huge issue of sexism, like yeah, yeah nasty woman, of course, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, yeah. So and also Benghazi. Let's not forget. Oh my oh, god! Oh yeah, never yeah. forget. Never but her forget. emails. But her <laughs> emails. They made Benghazi happen somehow. Yeah, but don't forget. Such a farce. Yeah, the whole thing. And it's so, so it's, the thing that is the worst part about it is that it's so complicated to explain to people why Benghazi is not her fault. Because on the face of it, it's like a complicated issue. And yeah. she's the most visible person who's a part of it. But right. the reason it's not her fault is super complicated. So nobody yeah. cares about that. They're just like, she was involved. She's a woman. I hate her. She made troops yeah. die. One, because there was such a huge knowledge that she was going to run after yeah. Obama, like yeah. the Republican yeah. establishment went out of their way to mm. drag her through the mud on that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I was looking through my old notes from watching one of the Republican debates. Okay. And um, my favorite is when, oh, which, who was it? It was Chris Christie. Instead of answering a question about <laughs> uh, abortion, he oh, talked God. about ISIS. You oh, talked about God. what? ISIS. ISIS. Oh, that. Oh. <laughs> He's a I'm pile like, of garbage. I was like reading my notes and I'm like, did I write ISIS? And then I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. It was <laughs> the weirdest like 180 I've ever seen. I was like, this guy, there's no fucking way. Like, no. he just, uh, he just became Trump's punching bag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then I put uh, Hill people as potentially <laughs> voted for Hillary and um, for 35. Yeah, for Cheeto. Dave, did you come across anything about Hill people in your research? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Because I was like very focused in my research topic, I didn't actually spend a lot of time researching Hill people. <laughs> which I do feel bad saying because I lived in Appalachia for a couple of years, and they're all actually um, grand people, but um, at least true. some of them. Um, most of them <laughs> I am right with. But I do know, especially in West Virginia and like Pennsylvania, you know, where coal is king, that there is a huge amount of support for Trump. 
um, because of the perception that he was somehow going to bring jobs back, mm. which yeah. is a, you know, a lie. But those were the people who also voted for Obama because they want like dras- that voted for Obama because they want drastic change. So they really were looking at the candidate who could bring them the drastic change they need because um, coal is never coming back, but also coal companies have destroyed the land and provided no alternative um, like employment. Like they didn't do anything to fill the void of them leaving. So these places are not only like uh, completely deprived of employment, and basically everything else related to quality of life for them has gone it's, down the hole. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's awful. They're part of the opioid epidemic in a huge way. Um, I read this really like long um, article on the Atlantic that I'll post to our Facebook, but basically talking about how like um, with the way that the social safety net works um, and with the type of jobs that are available in coal country, um, if you are disabled from working in the mine, which you probably are because coal mining is very debilitating, like on your body, like mm-hmm. you're done at like 35 because you just physically can't do it anymore. And you're usually left over with a lot of problems. And so, so the coal jobs are gone or you have to leave coal because your body's broken. And the amount that they pay at Walmart is the same as it is to go on disability and social security. So if you physically can't do a working class job, like standing and working at Walmart, then you just automatically go to disability in these places. Like you don't, you don't try to look for work because there isn't work you can do because all there is are Walmarts and Kmarts and uh, fast food. Um, so, um, these places, and so another thing from like a public health perspective is that when you have people who have really, really bad chronic conditions and chronic pain and don't work, it's like ripe ground for addiction, especially addiction to painkillers. So that's a piece of the opioid epidemic is these areas having sick out of work people. Um, so these are the people who are like, we need huge change here. And they do, but it wasn't going to come from Trump. Yeah. So, but you know, when your life yeah. is at, um, at disadvantage, you try to grab onto any straw you can. It's any like, change. It doesn't matter yeah. whether it it's them or yeah. not. I had that. a, I had a pretty, I had a fascinating experience. I mean, it was terrifying also, but fascinating. Um, when I was living in New York and, um, my parents came to visit me slash, um, come home, drive home with me. Um, we went into the city, Manhattan, and we, um, they insisted on taking taxis everywhere, which <laughs> if, if you're, never mind, I won't get into that. Anyway, we had a taxi driver from, yeah, he might've been from Turkey. My dad, uh, Carson Drew, loves to bring up politics. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> So he had the brilliant idea to bring up the election with this man who was driving us through Manhattan traffic at nine o'clock at night. No. In the middle of the winter. No. I mean, not that I believe the man would like cause us ill, but I was afraid (laughs) that the debate would get too heated and we would crash. Anyway, (laughs) um, I should have more faith in Manhattan drivers. Anyway, um, the man said he couldn't vote. 
um, but that he was a Trump supporter. And my dad, our dad was a little, I could tell he was a little angry about it, but he was like, why? And the guy was like, well, um, basically he was like, Hillary is too much like Obama. And if you have too much of one kind of um, political person in office for too long, they stay there. So but Trump represented. Wait, wait, wait! Listen, listen, listen! Right. That wait, Trump. So Trump represented the what he saw as being the most crucial thing for government, which was always change. One person does not stay in power for too long, or one type of um, political leaning doesn't stay in power too long, because that's how you, in other parts of the world where we democracy is not, or I should say what what passes for democracy these days is as entrenched is that how you get dictators right i was just gonna say that yeah but but the crucial piece he's missing is that trump is how that begins like that's the thing yeah right people didn't take it as seriously right all of his bombastic stuff because he was a clown yeah exactly like his bombastic stuff could actually lead to things and it is like that was the piece everyone was missing when they said, well, oh, I, like, we need change. I mean, he probably didn't have, like, a, a, you know, didn't have a whole lot of insight into the political system of America. And our dad tried so hard to convince him. <laughs> yeah, that's not the time. But it was it also brought the interesting idea that um, Dave was saying is that lots of Democrats and liberals, too, um, who were maybe disillusioned with Obama saw Hillary as an extension of President Obama. Yeah. Oh, really? I I would have thought that like it was because she, she isn't enough like Obama. Uh-uh. Really? Too much. Yep. Hmm. But well, and that's that's what happened with Putin. Is like apparently Putin has some kind of like personal vendetta against Hillary because of her time as Secretary of State. Well, that would make sense. Yeah. I don't quite understand all that nuance, but I'm sure shit went down. Yeah. All right. Well, another people I have on my list, a person I have, or a people, a group of people I have on my list <laughs> is people who hate themselves. And I'm going to lump that in with white women. So, oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. That was a hot take. Yeah. <laughs> no. And it's it's true. When you look at the percentages... Educated white women were a big chunk of who voted for Trump, and I'm gonna say internalized misogyny on that one. Oh yeah, yeah. and also oh, yeah. Uh, pr- white privilege. Like, white privilege. I think racism in older women. I think um, yeah. I think internalized misogyny. Yeah, um, like hating. You know, I think the backlash against feminism. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just, there's a certain set of older, educated white women who disliked Hillary enough to vote for somebody to awful. vote for somebody awful who, yeah, who's a sexual predator and, yeah. you know, has assaulted women multiple times in the past. Well, and that's interesting because, you know, if it's women who are the same age as Trump, they maybe are desensitized to that. Like, you know, it's like yeah. Mad Men error shit. Like, mm, yeah, that's good you point. know, they're like, oh yeah, that's just how all the men I used to have to work for acted back in the day. 
or still do now. Like if you still work yeah. for like somebody Trump's age, who's also just as awful and insane, then maybe you're still dealing with that reality. As a, as a sidebar, I had my professor from this uh, spring semester tell me that, um, she like she typed a lot in front of us on like the big overhead screen and she was like sorry i don't type well guys i never really learned how to type and we were all like why not and i mean she was older so you know computers and everything she was like well our uh our um our counselors i guess always told us never to learn how to type because that was the road to becoming a typist instead of having an actual job oh wow like becoming Ooh. a secretary right yeah. oh wow well, that's kind of biting them in the ass now, but yeah, yeah, that's how they got along back then. So right to self-select yourself out. Mm -hmm. Um, sorry, I'm trying to find the Pew Research no, poll no that worries. I that I had pulled up that was saying who like the proportions, and I was just like. It was astonishing to see it again because I I don't know about you guys, but I've been avoiding deep diving into this for months now. Like yeah. I haven't really wanted to look at any. Well, of that's this. how you survive, right? Okay, so I think it was like fifty-two percent, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because um, it was over majority, but it wasn't dramatically over majority. Uh, it says that forty-two percent. Yeah. Uh, voted for Trump, uh, 58% were male, and then 61% voted for Clinton, and only 39% voted male for Clinton, which is, like, also, like, a huge unsurprising. unsurprising thing. Yeah, and then let me look at ages. So, yeah, most of them, most of the voters were between the ages of 50 and 64. So you have, yeah. to, have to assume, and they all, and 35% of them voted for Trump. Um, hmm. and, yeah, it was quite a bit off, but yeah, and yeah, most, most, uh, yeah, I don't know. Nothing about this is making me happy, but anyway, um, yeah. so yeah, so, and I'm surprised at how many college graduates, uh, voted for Trump. <laughs> um, it's like neck and neck yeah. with Hillary, 23 to 19%. And then the idiots who voted for Johnson, third party candidate shit. <laughs> Every like uh, do you wait, I wanna hear I wanna hear I wanna hear Dave's take on um third party candidate nonsense. I think in a perfect world where the United States government wasn't a first past the post voting system, mm. third yeah. third party candidates would likely be useful. Right. Mm -hmm. But as we all know, they are not useful. No. <laughs> well, I think... detrimental to um, the two reigning parties, which sucks, but that's just sort of the obvious truth. Right. Mm -hmm. And, like, I've seen in so many uh, things that I – like, percentages and polls and all these different breakdowns that I've looked at where the numbers for the third-party person make up the loss by Hillary. Yeah, and you're just like, whoa, we're so close. Um, I don't know. I've, I mean, I didn't prepare for this at all. So what do I know? But I heard <laughs> that they like that they like debunked that. Mm -mm. I don't know. Okay, maybe not. I'm sorry. It I depends on where you're. What like which state or what? Oh, okay. um, like specific area you're so, looking like at. In, some places, yes. In some places, Michigan. No. 
mm-hmm. the home state of the triple hoax, <laughs> the third party voters would have. Mm-hmm. I, yep. Oh. Yep. But I think mm-hmm. another important Hillary thing to know, and this was, this was very much true in um, Gore versus Bush, where we had similar problems. Right. Is that the third party candidates, the, the loss we had to third party candidates was less than we had from Democrats flipping to Republicans. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so you have to think about that. Yeah. So if we had the ability to retain people as opposed to lose them, third party doesn't factor in as much. Yes. I mean, that's the problem is there's so many different variables. Well, yeah, right. I mean, unfortunately, although it was never meant to be that way, this country is a two-party system. Right. And yeah. um, let's see what else. Um, so we sort of touched on racism, but um, we can sort of tie that in. Wait, no, I know what I want to talk about first. Okay, so uh, when we're talking about the third parties and the small margins, um, we can. I would like to throw in gerrymandering and voter ID registration mm-hmm. because that was a huge part, not a huge part, but gerrymandering voter ID laws and Hillary's failure to campaign in certain places were also factors that kind of... Oh, yeah changed who voted so like in milwaukee wisconsin wisconsin is a state that went to trump that should have quote unquote gone to hillary um i know in milwaukee that there were twenty eight thousand votes that were discounted based on their stringent voter id laws that were passed by republicans in the state so mm-hmm. essentially a bunch of hillary votes were just thrown oh, out yeah. And it was from, and Milwaukee has a college campus, so it's liberal leaning. So that was purposely done. Well, and also let's not forget that that's Paul Ryan's home state. Yeah, he wasn't going to lose that to Hillary, so they made sure. Um, And then in Michigan, Michigan's a great example of (laughs) Hillary didn't campaign here enough, is what people were saying. But we also have a horrible, horrible case of terrible gerrymandering. Oh my god, yeah. I've looked at Mm -hmm. pictures of voting districts. They fucking look like some kid's weird drawing of a snake. Like a five-year-old drawing of a snake. Yeah, I think one of the best examples of gerrymandering that I have is um, from our home area. So, um, Battle Creek, where we're all from, is in Calhoun County um, in Michigan. And the congressional district that Calhoun County is a part of stretches all the way up to Kent County, which is uh, where Grand Rapids is. So um, that that's, you, I mean, that's an hour not, north. That's an hour north. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, you know, it, it encompasses all of these places in between that are rural. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it goes from Kent County to Barry County to Calhoun County. Um, and it's actually... Um, the district that Justin Amash is. Mm. <laughs> anyway, um, but they did it that way because Grand Rapids and Kent County in general is a huge conservative area. Yeah. Um, and by stretching out the district as much as they did, taking it through three counties that don't have the same demographics or de- you don't have the same demographics at all, they were able to sort of cancel out the votes from the democratic votes from the more liberal areas around battle creek and in the rural areas in barry county gerrymandering is a much less important issue when it comes to presidential elections but especially when it comes to 
um, congressional. Yeah. That's where it becomes a huge problem. Cause right. But I think, like, in the case of – it's a bigger deal, you're right, in congressional. <laughs> but in the case of, like, Milwaukee, it's the local yeah. level that controls how voting goes. So yeah. that's yeah. what really um, – like, Detroit is – Car like the greater Detroit area over by where I am is carved up super weird, and it's an yeah. attempt to keep um, like really democratic places like Ann Arbor and Detroit proper. Well, it's also, really having a strong. Yeah, it's it's targeting the black voting bloc. Yep. Yeah. Yes. And so separating them up. Yep. So if you combine gerrymandering with uh, voter ID laws, which definitely suppress minority vote and underprivileged yeah. vote, plus Hillary not campaigning in places that she should have because she assumed they'd go Democrat for her. That's yeah. how you fuck up the voting in the Midwest, as far yeah. as I understand yeah. it. Yeah, and um, the Midwest is so crucial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mostly white. Yup. Yup. Uh, Pepe, Pepe worshiping scum from the bowels of Reddit. <laughs> I mean, oh hey, we talked about you guys in our toxic atheism episode. We did, and now it turns also, out they've come back. Also, like beard ufologists. Neckbeard ufologists. Oh yeah, neckbeard ufologists. Let in our uh, eugenic episode. Man, it seems like they just keep coming back. Like they won't no, die. Yeah. No, that's because when you're a radicalized young white man. You uh, you make your presence known. <laughs> you are essentially a oh, terrorist. <laughs> so, um, Dave and I were joking earlier that like him being our first guest on the podcast would bring the uh, the often overlooked straight white male <laughs> perspective. That's true. We That's were craving that. Podcast. That yeah. was like it's really it's really what we've been missing. It was yeah, a mineral. It's been the mineral that I've been craving. Yeah. <laughs> I've that mineral. That, that straight white boy mineral. It's just it's so really, underrepresented. I mean. It's true. It's true. Uh, <laughs> it's hard that your your favorite pastime is memes, George, because memes are so image-based, and this is a podcast. Listen, I make do. <laughs> there are verbal memes out there. Oh, shit. What up? <laughs> Mm, oh, word? You can still say that, right? <laughs> no. Oh, oh damn. no. I so, they, we're they, so old, Beth. They, they do say, oh, worm? <laughs> I still don't understand it when George has explained it to me a bunch, and I still listen, don't understand it. Listen, listen, you know, people are like, word? Like, word? Like, that's the word? Like, that's yes. what's going on? Yes. Someone was like, oh, worm? <laughs> no. They I just th- said worm because it sounds like word. I, Is this like I don't, bees? Oh yeah. What? It's similar to bees. Bees? bees? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only slightly more context. Yes. Okay. That's fair. Okay. Also, um, it can be a very Star Trek specific meme. Okay. Sure. <laughs> sure. All right. Okay. All right. So I'm back. Sorry, to did me. I interrupt Dave? I'm sorry. I have no idea, but back, we back got to Star to... Trek somehow, and it was my favorite thing. So. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, back to these uh, scum Pepe scumbags, Pepe right. scumbags who apparently now have, yeah exactly who apparently now are part of militias and tiki torches and shit. Oh, um, good times. Good times. So one of the many ways I punish myself in my life <laughs> is I read Aww. Reddit comments. Oh no! And 
there's a, a thread on what on a on one of them where these people from the Donald, which is the subreddit, oh, oh, were no. talking about how Islam was the cause for World War One. No. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what? That's right. It was completely no, where insane. Did they, where did they find that information? They made, they, made they made it up. Did they go to school ever? No, no, they they were the kid who sat in the back of class who like didn't even bother to ask anyone if he could cheat off their homework. He just sat <laughs> he just and drew it. He drew pictures of knives and didn't do his homework <laughs> at all. I went to school with these guys. Like, come on. Again, the Midwest. That's true. And I didn't want to make true. eye contact with them ever because that was just a recipe for weird things. Yeah. 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 That subreddit that you mentioned, Dave, isn't that the one that Reddit basically lost all control over and they took over the site because yep. they were doing whatever they wanted? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it definitely, especially during election time, was mm. just insanity. It was on the front page all the time. They had to change the way the algorithms worked because there's so many bots. Uploading mm -hmm. sort of things to put them on the front page. Um, sort of people that it just went crazy mm -hmm. out of control. I believe it. Yeah. That's uh and one of their very own Richard Spencer has <sighs> been uh more visible lately. Um shoot also Steve Bannon. <laughs> oh who finally, got, who finally got forcibly removed like a tumor finally. Yeah. Yeah, I had didn't watch his interview because Ugh. I didn't want to. But I've seen some clips. And, <laughs> uh, there's this podcast I listen to that kind of like does news every day, and they talked about it and just mm -hmm. like. The you can name drop here. What podcast is that? Uh, the Daily from the okay. New York Times. Cool, cool. Uh, cool. Go check cool. it out, listeners. Yeah, um, and there's, there's just a lot of conversation. Plus, also the Daily Show talked about it too, but. Mm -hmm. uh, just like how crazy he looks and how like sort of disgruntled while he's being asked these questions and just. My therapist says that he's going to drink himself to death. So cross your well, fingers, everybody. I mean, he looks like he, I mean, he is a high functioning alcoholic. Yeah. So he looks like it. Yeah. Uh, oh, I guess we've sort of been tiptoeing around it, but the people we keep alluding to, Pepe, worship, Pepe worshiping, it's neo-Nazis. They're Nazis. It's okay, Nazis. can I, can I, they got can really I, excited. They voted for Trump because they got really excited about his explicit fascist rhetoric. Yeah. yeah. Go, go can I just it. say, as, as, as a meme lover, I was deeply saddened by the tarnishing and tainting of Pepe. Yeah, to be but fair, because so was the creator was, of yes, the thing. Yes, who the has creator sued. Good. He has a I, lawsuit against people good. who are appropri oh, good. appropriating. Right. He started off as an innocent, ugly frog on Tumblr or Reddit. I don't remember. And now or, he, I think it was actually 4chan. Oh. Oh. Oh no. Hive scum, scum and villainy. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Butchered that Star Wars quote and, for some and reason. And now. And now he's on Richard Spencer's lapel, and it makes me ill. <laughs> well, it's yeah. fascinating because so many of these people are 
our age or younger. Ugh. That is mm-hmm. what's terrifying to we me. Think of, yeah, me too. We think of like KKK and we think of neo-Nazis and we, we see them as being a, at least a generation behind us, if not older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here we are having like, you know, we all saw the Charlottesville stuff where yeah. a lot yeah. of those people in their like shitty polos and... Early <laughs> 20s. Yeah, they looked yeah. like they could just be normal people other right. than, you know, right. Nazis and having tiki torches. Right. That's re- this reinforces my two ideas that I appreciate that people have been saying, like in articles and stuff. It's one, your generation that follows that's younger can't be less racist if their parents are racist and not teaching yeah. their kids to be less racist. Yeah. Yeah. Better. Millennials are so much less racist shit. No. They're just equally as their parents because that's who they learn it from. Yeah. There's no magical unicorn generation that just suddenly has all of the potential, they've, like, they've whatever. They emerge from the womb without racial prejudice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no everyone way. does. Yeah. Well, okay, that's true. I mean, but, okay, emerges from high school without racial prejudice. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, and then the second thing is the idea that for sure millennials and everyone who's in a younger generation rather is doing pushback against feminism as well yes yeah. it's like this changing um yeah, dynamic of women on average be more educated than men across younger demographics mm. and this idea that quote unquote we don't need feminism anymore because women can work and women are visible and that's Attention. not even the that's not even the progress that feminism has a goal for, but right. men still perceive it as a threat to them. So this mm-hmm. is like an extension of that. Like mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. I think I yeah. think definitely like this whole like red pill yeah. mentality stems from that. And the racism is inherent. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean yes. um Yeah, I mean well, I think there is something to um <laughs> Our generation being less casually racist, yeah, yeah, than previous generations. I think because we know that it's not socially acceptable, right? Um, Maybe we tend more towards microaggressions. I think so. Yeah, yeah, and then becoming upset when people point them out, right? Yeah, yeah, like among my students, especially, and I've noticed this because I bring up race issues in class, right. Um, and like we were talking about dialect today and why you should never mm. use it. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, when you were writing, yeah, yeah, because yeah, we're doing a we're doing a narrative. But anyways, like I've noticed that there's this defensiveness. Like even if you talk mm. about latent racism and sort of like systemic stuff, they feel like they're personally being attacked by it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the knee-jerk reaction of white people to being told about their privilege, for sure. I just want to slip in there that uh, Richard Spencer is 39 years old. Oh, fuck. He needs some more punches. Let's age him. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, on that awesome note, let's take a music break. Yeah. Quit this all and come on accountant now But I'm no good at math inside the dollar is down Plant home trees 
sadness about Nazis and the state of things by playing a game. Woo! Okay. So the first game is called What Reality TV Show Is It? Yeah. So creative. Okay. All right. So what reality TV show to you best represents the current political climate? I'm gonna go to Best Horn, Air Horn, Air Horn. I'm gonna go to Best first because she already told me and it's great. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So I thought of this and it was brilliant, and I'm so proud of myself for this. You should okay, be. Um, okay, okay, okay. So some of our listeners may not remember this show. Uh, <laughs> they may be a little too young, or they just didn't care. But when reality TV first started getting really, really big in the good old US of A, there was a show called Joe Millionaire. <laughs> it was a and bachelor precursor. The premise to Joe Millionaire was that there were all of these women who wanted to end up getting this uh, this guy, Joe, yeah. Joe Millionaire, um, yes. who was like obviously a millionaire. And so they lived What's in his, his mansion. Was his name actually Joe? Yeah. I don't think so, but I don't remember. They made it, they made oh, it Joe. Okay. It's the name of Joe. They, and the, the best part was that this was before people realized that most reality TV was scripted. Right. Because this mm. was like, you know, first season of Survivor era. Yeah. So Jim Millionaire, like the whole, the, the catch was that there were all of these women vying for this man, this man's attention, and they wanted, it's like a Bachelor type scenario, you know, they right. get eliminated and whatever, uh, because they wanted to end up with him because he was this millionaire. Um, he hmm. was not a millionaire. He was a construction worker uh, who auditioned for the show, and they just, like, made it seem like he was a millionaire and super misrepresented everything to the woman. So I thought that this was a great parable for our time. Yeah, it is. The masses of people who voted for Donald Trump, who we are talking about in this episode, uh, (laughs) thought that they were getting one thing. And in reality, they got a pile of poop. (laughs) Yep. All right, all right. Anyway, so I thought of one, and again, this is obscure reality TV for you listeners, but not so obscure as my super sweet sixteen. Literally yes. one of them, one of MTV's <laughs> best reality TV shows, and my super sixteen, sweet sixteen, is just each episode they follow one super super rich teenager who's turning 16 and is throwing a huge birthday party for themselves and they're huge spoiled brats and they act terribly and are given expensive cars on tv okay so super sweet 16 had a very briefly a short-lived spin-off where kids from my super sweet 16 like one kid per episode was taken and put in a family in a third world country to teach them how good they had it. Why? Why? That was the that's so horrible. That's so exploitative. Like and it's, it's insane. Yeah, and so oh they're sent God. to us. And I wrote this down. I said they are sent to a third world country to torment the family there and learn how awesome they've got it back home, and then learn nothing at all. What? They're just gonna torment them. That's exactly. Oh. We're we, the U.S is that that new family and the trumps are the spoiled rotten kids <laughs> in from my super sweet 16. Perfect. We get we get tormented, Jesus. they learn nothing and they go back to their big gold houses at the end. Gross. <laughs> Speaking of gold things, 
When I went to the Guggenheim, I'm sorry, this is a sidebar. When I went to the Guggenheim, there was an exhibit there where this artist um, installed a gold, a real solid gold toilet in nice. one of the Guggenheim bathrooms. And there was like a line that stretched like down one of the spirals of to the- To shit in the toilet? Yeah, yep, or piss, you know whatever struck your fancy <laughs> i mean if i was gonna get in line for that exhibit really i w if i was gonna do that i would make oh, sure yeah. that i had to take a shit yeah that's <laughs> true you gotta you gotta be ready yeah. yeah but i'm sure i'm sure the metaphor is not lost on you guys in in this moment no. yeah, yeah listeners sure. and listeners i'm sure you know who else probably has a gold toilet oh yeah no <laughs> Go pure, yeah pure. yeah yeah what about you, George? What reality TV show? Um, mine is kind of uh, maybe tacky and a little too much to the point, but uh, Mob Wives. <laughs> for, those for those listeners who don't know, I mean, the title's pretty self-explanatory, but there is a reality television show on VH1 called mob wives and it's about um the wives wives of certain mob people uh mob men who are in prison generally and so this is like their their wives like trying to like carry on without them and like covertly run their business i guess or like trying to pick <laughs> up the pieces but it's just so like such a fake like i mean it's like a like trump the Trump family being very fake and trying to be like wholesome and all American when it's obvious they're a bunch of crooks. So yeah, that's basically what this show is about. I love nice. how they're so bold as to have people record what they do yeah. with yeah. criminals. Like God, yeah. I wish I had that level of confidence. <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah. Just what be... about you? What about you, Dave? What, what I feel like every day I wake up and it's an episode <laughs> of punked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. Good old punked. I've been and... waiting for Ashton Kutcher to jump out and tell me that I'm being punked since <laughs> yeah. November. Yeah. Or before. I yeah. God, I wish. So yeah. that's got to be my answer. I love it. You guys mm -hmm. did amazing, and we all win. Or do, <laughs> or do we? We all lose. <laughs> all right. So here's my new amazing favorite game. And it's a quote game. It's a quote-based game. So here we go. All right. So we're going to play Donald Trump Jr. quote or Jersey Shore quote. Ah. <laughs> All right. So Perfect. I'm going to read so you guys excited. a quote. And you guys are going to have to tell me if it's Jersey Shore or if it's Donald Trump Jr. Are you ready? I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> I have never been more ready for anything. <laughs> okay. All right. Here's the first quote. Pure evidence of treachery I've just seen. Uh, that's got to be Jersey Shore. What say you guys? Uh, yeah, I think it's probably Jersey Shore. I can see the situation saying that. I have to go with Junior. It's ding, ding, ding. It's correct. It's the situation from Jersey Shore. Yes! Wait a minute. A, that's not their name. her name. And B, Dave no. guessed that first. Oh, yeah, my bad. I wasn't it's specific, bad. though. I didn't say the situation. Did. Well, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> and I get negative points because I said Bess's real name. So yeah. here we go. It's hard <laughs> keeping it all straight. This episode. Shut up. 
George, no one asked I mean, not you. not just you. <laughs> I mean, everyone. That's okay. part of the reason I haven't been referring to anybody by name, because I don't exactly <laughs> You know, that's Absolutely fair. okay. That's fine. We All honestly right. understand. All right, here we go. I think there was a time in my life, probably in college, that I wished every guy was gay because it meant more women for me. Oh, man. Junior. junior. Yeah. Junior. I feel like that's got to be junior. I'd almost go Eric, but we only have two choices. So What What do you say, Bess? Junior. You all are correct. That was said by Donald Trump Jr. At some that's point. a tough one. All I right. mean, the college, the college part kind of tipped me off. Yeah, I knew you guys <laughs> were going to grab that, yeah. Um, okay, next one. I have no middle wardrobe. I go from the suit to jeans. <laughs> oh, my God. I so desperately want that to be Donald Jr. So yeah. bad. I, th I think it's Jersey Shore, but I hope to God I'm wrong. I think it's Donald Jr. because I feel like the people on Jersey Shore only wear jeans and muscle tees. That's like Ed Hardy true. jeans and muscle tees. Oof. My sister bought me an Ed Hardy Stormtrooper shirt once. I remember that. <laughs> it was the most god awful thing I've ever owned. Uh, don't That's listen why to this episode, kept it, right? <laughs> oh, I, it's probably somewhere. Cool. Yeah. The answer is Donald Trump Jr. Oh, uh, no. Oh, my shoulder's dying. <laughs> oh, God. Help George. She needs help. <laughs> All right. Ugh. Next one. Somebody marshmallowed the house. That so is a Jersey Shore quote. It is a Jersey Shore quote. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> it is imagine, imagine Donald Absolutely. Trump Jr. saying that at the White House. That's <laughs> what I was thinking. Would it be like dashed into the Oval Office and was like, somebody might more the house. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, Junior, Junior, it's been white the whole time. <laughs> okay. I don't, all right, here we go. I don't go tanning anymore because Obama put a 10% tax on tanning. I feel like he did that intentionally for us. That's <laughs> Jersey Shore. Oh, my God. I say Junior. Is it Snooky? I want to say Junior. Um, I want to say Jersey Shore, but I hope to God it's Trump Junior. <laughs> um, once again, Bess is the master. It is Snooky from Jersey Shore. Oh, this was back I didn't even watch that much Jersey Shore. You <laughs> um, don't lie to us, Bess. <laughs> um, Dave, you. Dave, can you can you confirm or deny this accusation? <laughs> Too much I think Jersey, Jersey Shore, Shore was before our time together. Oh, I see. But knowing her. I can almost <laughs> okay. Absolutely believe this Dave. was back when McCain was Dave. running against Obama Dave. and Snooki endorsed McCain. The <laughs> deepest betrayal. Dave, thought you loved me. <laughs> but I love the truth too. <laughs> All right, here's another one. One <clears throat> step forward, two step backs. <laughs> Junior. George Bush would say. Um, <laughs> for real. Yeah, no. Bonus two points to Dave for reference. <laughs> I want to say Junior, too. Um, It's a Jersey Shore. Ronnie oh, from yeah. Jersey Shore. Damn it. Ronnie. God damn it, Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm not ready to perform right now. 
I'm like a Ferrari. I'm high maintenance. Oh, oh I my god! Sure, but I hope you got him wrong. That's what, I feel like that's my answer for everything. Yeah, same. Junior. Uh, it's um, the situation, Jersey Shore. Yes. That's right. what I was going to say. I was going to say that had to be the situation. <laughs> All right, here we go. I've broken probably every major bone in my body. I currently have in my body 15 pins and a plate. That, I feel like, is Jersey Shore. Yeah, but I can't it really could see be Donald Jr. I'll say Jersey Shore this time. If it was Eric, maybe. He looks yeah. like he's broken every bone <laughs> in his body. That's, yeah, I'm going to go Jersey someone Shore else Someone else has broken every bone in his body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's a Donald Trump, Jersey Shore. It's a Donald Trump Jr. quote. Really? What, what has yeah. he done that broke his bones? Yeah. He existed. Yeah, that's true. People beat him up. He has the yeah. bones of small birds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. no, he has that weird um, bone disease from that M. Night Shyamalan movie. with. Um, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. What is that movie called? Shit. Uh, the Village? No. <laughs> no, what is oh, it? It's Samuel Jackson. Um, Unbreakable? Um... Really? Listen. <laughs> because the other guy doesn't let, let us know. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's Unbreakable. Write in and tell George what the it's movie unbreakable. is. Unbreakable. It's Unbreakable. Okay. Okay. All right, next one. If it's what you say, I love it, especially later in the summer. What? That sounds like something Senior would say. Yeah, because there's no context, and I know that there's summer on in New Jersey. <laughs> it is a Donald Trump Jr. quote, and it's from his inc in uh, incriminating emails nice. about being excited ah! about Russian info. That's on her right. life. Uh huh. Oh man, that's, that's amazing. Beautiful. And to <laughs> round it all off, uh, last quote: "I'm kind of a closet redneck." That's got to be. Don Jr. Trump Jr. Jersey Shore. It's Donald Trump Jr. Oh, <laughs> God. Finishing strong. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. He would be. That anyway, broke not the good kind of redneck. That's okay. true. And why he didn't understand when they marshmallowed the house. <laughs> <laughs> He's not those, the good kind of redneck. Those no. games were beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, All right. I think we should take a little music break, and then when we come back, we can um, talk about whether or not we answer our question. Absolutely. Yes. Take it away, music. And now the time has come for a verdict. Hoaxers, special guest, best George. Did we answer our question? I think we did. Who voted so for the, Trump? 
to the best of our ability. Yes. That's yeah. what we did. Yeah. I think it's going to be one of those things that people are going to be studying like 20 years in the future. That's I wild. Agree. Yeah. I know. Isn't that bizarre to think about this? People are going like to be a, writing their doctoral thesis on these questions. Yeah. God. So of course we can't answer them completely, but I think, I think we did a pretty good job. I agree. And can you imagine those PhD students who are going to have to cite tweets? Like what a <laughs> fucking bizarre thing. <laughs> you already like, can. Yeah. I, was gonna I know. Say MLA like, definitely has the... MLA well, has it where you can cite tweets mm-hmm. and, yeah. blog, and blog posts. Right. Yeah. Maybe not so much tweet. that it's a tweet, but like those specific tweets. Those shitty tweets. About those horrible tweets. Yeah. Yes. Just imagine one up on a PowerPoint slide. And here you can see in Exhibit 6, <laughs> the oh. tweet that we thought was the unraveling that wasn't. <laughs> God, we, we didn't get to talk about it at all, but it's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. And this is off the rails, but. The Trump's banning of transgender people in the mm. army. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's an awful situation. Nothing about it is funny except the fact that there were generals and other military personnel that after the first tweet literally thought he was declaring war on North Korea. <gasps> wow. Because like the way the first tweet goes is basically just like I yeah. am, you know. Us Americans, an we have to prepare. I have an announcement. We must prepare for. And there's like legitimate people in the military that thought that he was declaring declare war. war over Twitter. Oh my god. Oh boy. That's so like anyways, how far we've gone. Yeah, Not funny, far. haha, but funny, like oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> it's nice to know that we, if we can answer the question to the best of our ability, there's people out there with more know-how than us who have also probably answered the question and are hopefully working on some sort of fucking solution to this <laughs> train wreck catastrophe clusterfuck. Yeah. <laughs> I have to hope. Mm. All right. <laughs> All right. So we're going to recommend things that don't suck and also recommend things that will help you Get some insight, listeners, or maybe feel better about the future. I was going to say sleep easier at night. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's been thrown out the window, though, don't you think? <laughs> Probably. Okay, who All right. got some, some recommendations that they um, to share? I want to just tell everyone that I think they should be watching The Daily Show with Trevor Noah because mm. it's really, really good. And he's been doing a great job. And it makes Absolutely. it so that I can laugh at things. <laughs> yeah, and if you have access or you can scam an HBO password off someone, watch uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver because he's yes. amazing. Um, I also want to recommend a couple books, the old school uh, info <laughs> thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> one's called Strangers in Their Own Land. And it's about the um, demographics that we were talking about, where it's the lower middle class people who um, live in the middle of the country or like the flyover areas, as they call them, who um, voted for Trump because they just want change because they're the economic times we're in have really hit them hard and globalization has really turned their lives upside down um, and just insight into what um, their reality is and why they may have voted the way they did. Um, also, you know, a book called uh, White Trash, The 400-Year Untold History of Class in America? 
is also a good one. Um, and then uh, podcasts. Can I can I interject? Can I interject yeah. really quickly? Strangers in Their Own Land is by Arlie Russell Hochschild. Hawksh- I'm so sorry. Heckschild. Yeah. Just happened in the author's name. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then White Trash is a, by Nancy Eisenberg. And then there's a podcast called Pod Save America that's hosted by two former Obama staffers. Um, they're really great. Um, really any like political podcast, like the one Dave mentioned, anyone that's from a reputable major news outlet, um, they probably have amazing content. And please subscribe and give real money to the New York Times. They love pissing Trump off. They can sometimes <laughs> miss the mark, but they're fighting the good fight. Like any local newspaper, like give them money. The truth dies when newspapers aren't funded. So, yeah. Well, actually, I don't really have a recommend. Well, I have a recommendation in the sense that I don't think we maybe touched enough on the racial aspect of blowback from President Obama's time. So uh-huh. uh, read up, read up on that. I mean, yes. I don't have anything concrete to recommend for that, but um, yeah. I, I would help support that by saying you can read The New Jim Crow by Michelle mm-hmm. Alexander or watch mm-hmm. the documentary 13th on Netflix. Yeah. Um, I have two recommendations, one serious and one just fun. Sweet. Um, again, something I brought up earlier, but The Daily with Michael Barbaro. Yeah, nice. 20 minutes every day of him just kind of like diving into the news. He sometimes interviews people. He's been doing a lot of interviews with people lately that um, live in Houston or Florida. Oh, great. Especially with people that aren't willing to move or not willing to relocate and serve examining why. And um, Hmm. so that's been really fascinating. Cool. Uh, The other thing that I've read recently is um, Hyperion by Dan... Simmons. Okay. It's cool. basically if Canterbury Tales was a sci-fi novel. Ooh, ooh nice. Um, and it's super fascinating. A little bit too much of white people in space, <laughs> but uh, otherwise, it's a Hugo. It won the Hugo Award for best novel a while mm. back, and it's just a great cool. book. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Hmm. All right. That's. Go check that stuff out, listeners. And we'll post links to where you can find all those things on our Facebook, wherever we are on the internet, because I know it makes it easier to find it. Um, and now I believe it is time well, for a hometown hoedown. Yes. Throwdown. Hometown hoedown throwdown. Let's play some Possum Kingdom. Woo! Woo! Make up your mind Decide to walk with me Around the lake tonight Around the lake tonight By my side
And we're back. Hit us with the hoedown throwdown, George. All right. In my few, my absolute rage-fueled haze after the election, um, <laughs> I thought a lot about uh, the hometown, as we can affectionately call it, um, because we it's in Michigan, which is a blue-collar state, Rust Belt, yada yada, Midwest, flyover, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, living there for as long as I did, and all of us living there for as long as we did, we we know we know what um, places like that are all about. It's a lot of um, conservatism, and um, there's a Confederate flag on a flagpole in the front yard of somebody who lives like ten it, minutes from yeah, there, our parents' house. <laughs> there's there are multiple Confederate flags in the vicinity of Battle Creek. Um, so I decided to look at our newspaper there um, to see what they were saying about the uh, election results. And um, it was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty half-hearted. It was, it was half-hearted in the way that, um, you know, one would hope that Newspapers and outlets like this would absolutely take the side of the fact that Trump is a fascist. But of course, we were still in the heyday, hazy honeymoon phase of let's wait and see back then. Right. So this is an incredibly milk toast, like trying to see both sides of the story because the first part of the article talks about how um, lots of LGBT people in Battle Creek are very, were very fearful and very anxious about. The election and what was going to happen right and then the second part of the episode or i'm sorry the article was um one of our people one of our democrats who voted for barack obama twice and then flipped for trump as dave was telling us um no. and he just wanted to talk about medicare and okay Right, and draining the swamp, and okay, it's yeah, it's a very disheartening contrast between the concerns going on there. Um, so mm -hmm. it's milk; it itself is milk toast, but I think it's a very good uh, little slice of Midwest American life um, on the front lines of Trump's America. So yeah, I will post it to the Facebook page for all of you to peruse and. Yeah, it's people, it's really interesting to me in a Midwest perspective in the sense that like people in the Midwest are all about respectability and being nice. Yes. And so they may not be super vocal about how much they like Trump because it's not nice or it's not polite. Like you right. don't, like he, they, they on some level know he's an op openly an asshole, but they also don't disagree with his opinions. So they kind of just like, don't want to right. like, There's some people who have the huge Trump Pence thing on the side of their barn, but huh? most people just kind of were like, you know, why are you asking me about who I voted for? Exactly. That's so rude. Rude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or like, a lot of people um, just were like, well, I just voted with the party. Like, mm -hmm. like he wasn't enough to dissuade them from not voting conservative. Like, they always yeah. have. Because in Michigan, 
usually the thing that would make it go blue was the southeast and something got messed up there and it did and it gerrymandering <laughs> right it didn't have the whole state go blue because normally yeah most of michigan is red it's just our major metropolitan areas that usually outweigh the mm -hmm. conservative areas so right i mean it's it wasn't surprising at all right. that where we're from Voted for right. Trump. Right. And I actually have another throwdown hometown. Yeah. <laughs> I just looked this up, and uh, as we all know, Michigan artist Kid Rock oh, God. may or may not be running for Senate in the upcoming. Fuck. Um, oh, we met. Wait, who is he trying? Whose seat is he trying to take? Is he trying to take Deb Stamp's seat? Deb Stamp. Yeah. Fuck him up. I think maybe a mosh. Oh. No, oh, no. Oh, right. House of Reps. No, yeah. he's gonna try against Debstab. Me and Bess met her. She's the best. I will punch him in the face. <laughs> and I'll like, punch him in the testicles at the same well, time. Well, let's let's late wait, let Dave finish. <laughs> yeah. So um just recently the thirteenth, which is today apparently. Um mm -hmm. no, it was on the twelfth. He opened a show at the new Little Caesars Arena, apparently. In Detroit, right? In Detroit. In Detroit. And there were 200 protesters against him Good. because of his use of the Confederate flag and his open yeah. contempt for African Americans. So good job, 200 protesters. Woo! Uh, smack that asshole down. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, yes. no, like, yeah, the, the weirdness of Michigan is how, <laughs> like, it, some places truly still feel like the feel like the south like people act yeah. like they're southerners it's so weird and like like you're not from the south yeah we're not so we didn't fight on the side of the south in the civil war but it like doesn't matter to them they like the redneck culture whatever that is yeah, yeah i mean and it's weird because it's everywhere in michigan like you know yeah i grew up in northern michigan still below the bridge and we were fairly rural and that stuff was everywhere. But when I yeah. moved, you know, downstate, it right. still was kind of everywhere. <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah. Anywhere sort of that's outside of a large city limits is yeah. basically up for grabs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's super weird and unsettling. Um, <laughs> and uh, listeners should also, as a caveat that I remembered, uh, go check up on articles about how racism played a part in all of the outrage about Obamacare, a.k.a. the Affordable Care Act, um, because that's really fascinating because basically most good research shows that all of the pushback was purely racially based because mm -hmm. like like based on the statistics and demographics and like polling, everyone likes what Obamacare is about but the way that it's packaged and talked about turned it into a racially charged thing. Yeah. And so, yeah. Anyway. Well, all right. We did good, wait, folks. Wait, wait, wait. We got another one. We got another one? Oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Bess is, I think Bess might be the best to handle this. Uh, Monstrosity. This... I was going to use a different word, but. She's awful. I it's hate it. Not me. Yeah. Uh, Nancy was not referring to me. She was referring to the flaming pile of garbage that is Betsy DeVos, the Secretary of Education. Mm -hmm. She is a Michigan export. She, she is. Uh, born and raised. 
here in uh, in the great state of Michigan. Um, she wasn't satisfied fucking over uh, Michigan's public school system. Nope. So she decided to uh, just fuck over all of the school systems. <laughs> Moving on up. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, so fun, exciting fact. Betsy DeVos is from Michigan, and she uh, is responsible is for afraid the, of bears. Yes. Which is fun. weird, given that she's from Michigan. Right, there's bears but in she's Michigan. From, she's from the west side of she's the Holland. the lower, yeah, Holland, Michigan. Oh, she's from Holland. And she's a uh, <laughs> yeah. part of a really kooky religious sect that she, uh, that it's has. Dutch, it's Dutch reform. It's Dutch reform. It's, it's Dutch Christian reform. Yep. Yeah, and they believe that she went to a private school that was Dutch reformed in <coughs> Calvin. Calvin. She <laughs> also was raised I all think. through grade school and high school as well in a private yeah. school that was Dutch reform run. And they have this weird, well, not weird, but they have this very intense belief that all all schools should involve religion in some manner, and that's why they like charter schools. So. If you thought that it was just Battle Creek that was obsessed re- with religion, yes, again, it's the entire state. Well, the yep. side, the whole west side of the state. So that's so, where. Yeah, fun fact: if you feel like you need to know more about Betsy, um, mm-hmm. go read her Wikipedia page. Um, read up on is, Holland, Michigan, as well, because it's fascinating. She is the, the least qualified person to uh, have been the Secretary of Education. So yeah, she uh, she's a big pile of garbage, and go read her Wikipedia page. I hate everything. The world is a lie. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> that was Our- firsthand librarian rage right there. You're welcome. <laughs> Feel the wrath through your earbuds. <laughs> I hope none of you are hoping to get any sort of loan deferment or forgiveness, because Betsy DeVos just recently uh, pushed that back and mm-hmm. or canceled it. Ooh, I hate everything. I hate everything. Oh, well, let's not anyway. forget her whole protections for uh, those who have been sexually assaulted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're getting rid of that, too. That's right. I that's a whole That's a whole other episode. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, anyway it's been a fun, on... uplifting Triple Hulk's episode. Thanks to our special guest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Where can great. you... Yes, it was. You're welcome back anytime. Mm-hmm. All right. Where can, can everyone people, where can people find you? Yeah, Dave, on where the can people find you on the internet? Uh I mean I technically have things on the internet. <laughs> uh, I have a Twitter, haven't been on it in about a year. I have a Facebook, probably haven't been on it in three or four months. <laughs> so, sure, sure. Uh, I guess the best place to find me online is on this podcast. So Woo! Yeah. <laughs> So if you have any questions for Dave, any follow-ups, <laughs> just shoot uh, the Triple Hoax a message, and um, we know we know where to find him. We know where <laughs> yeah, he lives. Yeah. We're, we're, he's we're just a- down the hall. For me. <laughs> one of right us, now, one like. of us is married to him. Hmm. <sighs> well, say who? Did you know? <laughs> <laughs> Bess, where can you find the Triple Hoax? Uh, you can find the Triple Hoax in a lot of different places. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, search for the Triple Hoax podcast and give us a like. You can find us uh, here on SoundCloud. You can find us on Twitter at the Triple Hoax or on Tumblr at the Triple Hoax. dot You can That's pretty much. Us. Yeah, you, you can, can email us. You can send us an email. 
We are at the triple hoax at gmail.com. We, you can find us on, did you already say iTunes? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, we're on iTunes. Please leave a five star review. review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave us a five star review so that we can get big and grow strong. And, hey, we don't, and then in the five star review, tell us what deodorant you're wearing and, uh, <laughs> and your waking nightmare about Trump. Yeah, do it. Do it. It better not be Tom's. <laughs> all right. We love you all. Thank you for listening. And this has been the Triple Hoax. We'll see Bye. you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.